gentlemen, how are you? Frankie J here. DJB in the and house. In the house, we're missing uh, Nima because Nima's on hiatus. He's taking a little break. So, so I'm gonna put this right here. So Nima, there's no issues or anything like that. <laughs> um, he's he's been busy, uh, caught up with work, and it's been uh, take, yeah, taking up a lot of his time. So he's like, you guys keep the fort down until he comes back. So he should be back like in a, like in a month or two. September. We're thinking September. Let's see how many episodes we can get in. It's already August. What's today? It's the 17th. But 17th of August. When was our last one? I think it was like May 17 or something. I think it was May. That was a long time ago. It's been, a, no, yeah, I think it was like May, June. It's been a while. But a lot has happened Be- since the last, because our, our of last. The, because of the opening, that's why. Yeah. It's like once everything opened, all of a sudden everyone wants a DJ now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing the best that we can with all the events that are happening. Uh, so yeah, Nima's on hiatus, 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 and a lot of things have been happening since our last podcast, like the openings and then this new Delta variant, and then you got, what happened, uh, Lebanon, and then you got Iran, and then you got shortage of vaccines, and then just recently Afghanistan and all these fires. So we're going to tackle those as much as we can. And if we say anything wrong, please don't hold it against us. We're probably going to say something wrong. Well, I mean, most I'm not, definitely. I'm not a political scientist or like a yeah war ex- neither am expert I. or something like that. But I mean, we can give our opinion, right? That's, of course, we can. One hundred percent. We moved to Canada so that we can start a podcast and uh, give our opinion. And the election's coming up, by the way. Yeah, surprise election. He actually. Fuck, I don't like Trudeau one bit. I don't know why. I just don't like him. Well, he's cashing in. I told my sister, I'm like, he's cashing in on all the money he cashed out, right? So he gave all that Serb and this and that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so it's still in their mind. It's still fresh. Exactly. And usually when you do an election after after the summer, everyone's in a good mood, right? Because it's the summer. So it's it's the best time for him to get votes. And he bought all the votes so far, right? Like people were Definitely. Getting, whoever got Serb gets his vote, basically. Pretty much, yeah. People were getting paid more to not work than to work, right? Exactly. So, I mean, you can't blame him. I mean, he's going to give it all that money, so now he needs to get the reward back. But you never know. I mean, I think that whole Biden thing with uh, Afghanistan, him pulling out, really put a dampen on liberals. 100%. It doesn't matter where you are, right? Yeah, 100%. Because if, if, if Biden's a liberal and, you know, liberals are known for staying in wars and he pulls out, He's so, got a weak pullout game then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Twenty years late, but uh, yeah. So that might put that might hurt him. That might hurt Trudeau, even though it's nothing to do with us. Yeah. Because the way you think of it, it's like you have all these communist countries like China, Russia, right? Um, you know the Taliban dictatorships with Iran and stuff like that, and then you have democratic countries like U.S. Yeah. And if the U.S. is like what's supposed to represent all the democratic countries, like Canada, Australia, like I mean, we're really nothing compared to like U.S.'s military, right? Exactly. So we're just hanging on to whatever they say, and and then if they pull out, Canada's not gonna be like okay, we're gonna stay in, right? Yeah. So you're kind of screwed. So that's why Trudeau's like, he can't really do anything, even though Canada pulled out a long time ago. Yeah, they pulled out a long time, but he also said something that he's gonna be accepting a lot of the Afghan refugees coming in, though. Yeah, of course. Which. So did the U.S. though. Yeah. Yeah. But at the exact same time, the Taliban is something that 
from what I understand, something the U.S. trained, right? See, I I, that, that, I don't want to go down the conspiracy yeah. uh, pathway or rabbit hole, but Bin Laden was somebody that was uh, trained from the U.S. U.S. But that was before he joined the Taliban. Right. It's not like he joined the Taliban and then he got trained. He was trained right by the CIA. Uh, then he went on and and created whatever it was Taliban or Al Qaeda. So it's it's like you got to put it into context. Yeah. And it's it. There's a lot of people that I see on social media that are for both sides. Like, really, how do you take one side that's the worst side? Taliban like, side? Yeah. You, you have Taliban side? I don't have Taliban side, but I've been seeing like I saw on CNN news. There's this uh, news anchor. I forgot her name. She was actually in Afghanistan and she was interviewing Taliban and the Afghan people. And one guy's like, "We just want peace, so let them do what they want to do." What do you mean? People were jumping on the planes as, wait, by another thing, who was allowing these planes to be taken off? Like, planes were taking off and people were hanging on for dear life. Well, they, well, I mean, what are they supposed to do? They, they were shooting uh, yeah. in the air to keep people away and they weren't going away. Exactly. I mean, At the, the exact the plane, same time. The plane has to take off. I mean, that's why it's there, right? So it's, it's like they can't keep the plane grounded, right? But you have to understand the, what, the, thing, the thoughts that are going through people's mind. Like, if I don't get on this plane, I'm going to die regardless. So that's right. exactly so that yeah. I think it was like two kids. It was like a sixteen and seventeen year old that that they were brothers. I think yeah. that they were hanging on the plane and uh, couldn't hang on longer. Um, what's going on in their mind? Like in their mind, they're thinking that hanging on to this, you know, military passenger or military yeah. uh, plane, going like how, who knows how fast in like thirty-five thousand uh, thirty-five thousand mm, feet yeah. is safer. Than staying on the ground with Taliban, like that's 100%. what that's what they're yeah, that's their mentality right now. But all our thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Afghanistan. Hopefully, something happens. I don't know, man. Which we don't know. It, it doesn't look good, to be honest. I mean, this is how regimes get started. Like they've taken over the country pretty much. Yeah. Now. So in like, a matter of days. You know what's funny? Now I'm not. Ta- I don't. I'm not taking sides. Yeah. But I'm, clearly, I'm not going to be on the Taliban side. But uh, I remember a couple of years ago, or maybe even last year. Like I keep saying, keeps uh, kept seeing this meme that was that showed the U.S. bases right. in all of Middle East. They're like, look at U.S. has like 58 bases around Iran, has 48 bases around Afghanistan, like this many bases around Pakistan, and blah blah blah. And now we see why they had those bases. Yeah. Because as soon as they leave, the Taliban or Al Qaeda or ISIS starts moving in, right? So it's like they need to have those bases. People were complaining about having those bases. As soon as they took the bases out, they're like, oh, where are you guys going? Like, yeah. what are you guys doing? It's like, no one's ever happy. I, I fully understood why they have bases because, I mean, that's what, that's what they're there for now. Again, there's always a dirty agenda behind everything, 100%. right? 100%. Um, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you didn't want the bases around your country. Now they're gone. And now you see what's happening. The Taliban's moving in. Exactly. And they're taking over. And, and now they're saying, oh, we're going to let women work. We're not, like, please don't flee the country. I'm like, even the Afghans are afraid. Like yeah. they're not even believing you. So how do you want us, like everyone else, to believe exactly. you? Exactly. Well, like I said, it, it's it's something that is happening, and the people that could be doing something are not right. Like Biden, I strongly suggest that he should that he should have just stayed. I don't know why he just picked up and left. That was the worst speech I've ever heard. Yeah. He's like, we're doing it for our country. We're not there to change foreign policy or something like that. Then why were we there in the first place? Yeah. You know what I mean? Which it's really stupid. But again, 
thoughts and prayers go out to the people in Afghanistan, and then you got these fires in Greece. Yeah, well, before we get to there, mm. um, actually, actually, I didn't even hear about that, but uh, it's like a slap in the face. I heard it was like 450 soldiers that have died yeah. while they were in, in Afghanistan. Uh, American soldiers? Yeah, American soldiers. Yeah. Um, and then countless number of soldiers that are now amputees and, you know, they don't have legs or arms or whatever it is. Or they have PTSD, yeah. which is like the worst. So they end up committing suicide or committing murders because their brain's not functioning right. So it's like all that now just went to waste. You didn't get the job done that you were supposed to. Like yeah. you were supposed to make, you know, um, well, I don't think they would have ever got the job done, to be honest. But now that you picked up and left, it's like everybody that lost their life or and their families, it's, it's like, okay, nothing. so what? So we lost our son for nothing we lost our daughter for nothing yeah like what'd you what would they accomplish they accomplished nothing and then they it's got probably worse now than it was when they came in 100 percent. like have you ever suffered from ptsd have i yeah no. like from anything no so i did suffer from ptsd uh i rode a bike a motorcycle and i fell and for the longest time i didn't want to hear or go near a motorcycle it's not the same thing i understand yeah. But I'm just saying, it's 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 frightening. So imagine going to war, and then bullets and killing and seeing people dying, and the you trauma. actually, yeah, like it's it's not compared to the level that I've suffered it, but it's pretty bad. So I saw your stories last Saturday. Looks like you pretty, you got <laughs> over it pretty quick. <laughs> Wedding season's back. <laughs> Wait, I rode a bike. You rode a bike? No. I didn't say you rode a bike. Oh, you mean just the party? No, yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> just saying having a good time on your stories. Um, so what were you saying? Grease fires? There's grease fires. There's Vancouver fires. Vancouver? Like yeah, haven't you heard Vancouver? Of for- yeah, forest fires. Really? Like they're really, really bad. Google that shit. But it's really bad. And Greece is actually really, really bad because uh, I was we were watching an interview on uh, CTV and then this Greek gentleman who just recently, well, not recently, he's been running a... Beef, beef farm for over 20, 30 years. And then when they showed it, they're like, look, 20, 30 years, just gone. All these bee, what do, what do they call them? Beehive? What do they call them? Yeah, I, think I don't know what they call them. Yeah. But you guys know what I mean. They, <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. I'm just saying I'm laughing that I can't figure out what they're saying. Anyways, this beekeeper, beekeeper. Okay. And their hive, hive, hive nests. Hives. Hives. Yeah. They were all just, engulfed in flames and it was really sad because he actually started speaking he goes look 25 30 years and it's just gone in a matter of seconds and there's fires in vancouver as well so but it's raining there today from what i understood so it's it rains there every day so yeah. but recently it hasn't because of these heat waves that we're going to be having soon we're yeah. going to have one this week again too it's really bad on the east coast west coast no it's the it's the west coast Never yeah yeah i haven't heard of any i mean the whole west coast in terms of Oregon, Portland, uh, California, they always get, you know, it's every year yeah. in the summer they get they get wildfires. But I haven't heard of Vancouver. Probably because it rains there a lot. Maybe the one time no, it doesn't <laughs> rain, it's like, get them! <laughs> get these forests! No, but it's happening. Um, so again, a lot of things happening since our last podcast. Um, you ran shortage of vaccines. Yeah, yes. shortage of vaccines. And they're charging people. Yeah, I heard that too, but then I heard it's free. I started talking to some people in Iran, and they're like, no, it's free, but but it, there's not that many. So clearly, 
the elite get it first. People yeah, in of government course. get it get it first. Um, then then it's like the seniors and stuff, and they're starting to get it. But I mean, there's not that many. They've banned American vaccines, so Pfizer and Moderna. They're not allowed. Well, well, they're not allowed. Uh, air quotes. And they have their own vaccine. What's it called? <laughs> they have their own vaccine. Yeah, no, they do. Kubide, kubide. No, let me Google it right now. They have their own vaccine. So that's the one they're giving out. Um, now, now, I'm not a vaccine skeptic, but I would not take that vaccine. But, I could tell you okay, right so what are they using in China? They're using Moderna and Pfizer, no? In China? No, yeah. they have their own. Okay, uh, so they're probably getting it from China then. No, they have their own vaccine. Iran has their own vaccine. Iran made their own yeah, COVID-19 vaccine? Yeah. And he was raving about it, how it's so good. It's... Like, U.S. has nothing on them, this and that. And deep down, I'm like, these guys took Pfizer. Like 100%. Yeah. You know, Pfizer is going for $200, $250 a shot American in Iran, right? Wow. So they're paying. So we have people here in Canada. Well, actually, Canada's vaccination rate is pretty high. But there's still some, like some of my own friends, that are vaccine uh, anti-vax, yeah. anti-vaxxers. Um, a lot in the U.S. And then you have people in Iran paying 250 300 bucks american for a single shot so Jesus. that's why the elite are getting it because of course you know like regular people don't have 300 bucks for one no. shot so get your vaccine folks come on like i think and a lot of the covid cases right now are because it's all the non-vaccinated people yeah. and, and i heard on 680 news today that as of september mlse yeah, yeah, yeah. Raptors, BMO, uh, Maple Leafs, you're going to have to be showing proof of vaccine or proof of well, negative. It's going to be like that for, uh, I think, everywhere. There's sl- like If you just look at it, they're slowly implementing it everywhere, from yeah. teachers to healthcare workers to now sports games. Hey, if, if you want to go to a full game, it's not going to be like... Um, you can just walk in like it's 2019. Yeah. Like these these teams are trying to survive. 100%. Like if they say that you have to have, uh, you have to be fully vaccinated to come to a club event, but that's the, that's the only way you can have 2,000 people at your club event, you know, like Charge Emissary at exactly. Rebel. Exactly. I'll be like, okay, let's do it. Because otherwise you're not going to be able to do it. Exactly. Right? Like, like what are you left with? So you, yeah, it's going to be a, you know, a headache trying to, you know, scan everyone's, uh, card or whatever they come out with but at the same time if it's not that it's it's going back into lockdown what yeah. do you want like right by the way the the iran vaccine is called barocat barocat yeah <laughs> so it's called cove iran barocat is a covid 19 vaccine developed by iranian state-owned shifa farmed industrial group do they have a stock <laughs> oh, I <wouldn't> buy it. <laughs> <laughs> i'd short that stock right now <clears throat> and the people who like I know a lot of anti-vaxxers who do way far worse than whatever they think is on the vaccine. Like they, they eat sausage, they <laughs> snort coke, like, cane, seriously, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know what's in the vaccine." Well, you just did a line like three seconds ago. Yeah. Like, what else do you want? Yeah, and it's not even from Colombia. That shit's been <laughs> <laughs> fillers have been added all the way through to Canada. Like it started off in Colombia, yeah, but then it got added. Someone and needs added to make profit along added. the way. Oh, one hundred percent. So what's it called? Battlecat. So it's called Battlecat. Yeah. So Iran is shortage, but they have Battlecat, and they will not take anything American. Like you said, I think it's Pfizer, and they just changed the name. No, it's not. No, no, it's their own vaccine. Oh, they fully made it. No, no, yeah, yeah, it's developed and made and everything in Iran, but 
Pulpa. I mean, we don't know what the studies are. We don't like <coughs> you know when you do uh, when you start distributing Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson and Johnson, whatever yeah. it is. You gotta go show trials. You gotta show, and everything has been peer reviewed. Like it's out in the open. Right. And anybody that doesn't agree with the study can go and show why they don't agree with it, and then other scientists are gonna peer review it and see, you know, what the claims are. Right. That's how things get passed. It's oh, it's an open book. I don't think that's happening in Iran. No, it's <laughs> not. They're just saying, take this, you'll be good. Yeah, and I think, again, but behind closed doors, I don't even think the. The leaders are taking Barakat. I don't think so either. Fuck that. Give Imagine. it to the people. <laughs> Give us the Pfizer. <laughs> Imagine taking it and then sudden order of Gormisabzi starts coming. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't eat Gormisabzi. But yet, I smell like it every single time. But yeah, I hope... So, uh, so I, mean, I, I mean, I hope it's a good vaccine. I hope it starts uh, taking the cases down, but... Doesn't look like a case. I heard people, there's a thousand people dying in Tehran every day. Fuck. Every day in Tehran. So they're basically going through what New York went through th- through their first wave. Yeah. And by the way, that's reported numbers. Exactly. You a know, lot of people not, are not reported. Yeah, the non-reported is probably a lot higher. Like Florida is starting to rise again. Yeah. Because Florida has the most anti-vaxxers. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's it's funny. It's like I'm not political. P- people want to believe whatever they want to believe, but. The science doesn't lie. It doesn't no. care if you're Republican or conservative exactly. or liberal or Democrat or whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's gonna get you. One hundred percent. So I told my friends that are anti-vaxxers. I'm like, listen, you're my friend. Yeah. You like, you know, you don't want to take the vaccine. Don't take it. Who cares? I yeah. don't care. You know what I mean? I do care. By the same time, I'm not. I'm not gonna push you. You don't want to take it. But you're also overweight. Watch out, man. Because you're my friend. I don't want. I don't want to lose yeah. you. And we know people that are dying or ending up in hospitals are overweight people. Exactly. So if you're not gonna take the vaccine, start going to the gym. Stop eating that cheeseburger. Stop. Exactly. You know, um, I went on a trip with him recently, and he ordered like everything that was bad, like sausage this and extra cheese that, and like put this in this dipping sauce I'm, and i'm like don't do this man you're in a pandemic is That's that what res- i think it is yeah exactly so <laughs> it's, it's a respiratory virus you know like you're not supposed to be eating if, if anything yeah. if if this whole pandemic taught you anything it's it's to take care of your body exactly you know what i mean if you, let's say there's no vaccines let's say whatever you say think about vaccines is right and you're, and you're not going to take it right which you should be the first one taking it but if you're not start watching what you eat because exactly they, you know what i mean because once the immune system weakens Covid's gonna say hello. Yeah, and right now we know it's all the cases are um, mostly of the unvaccinated. And yeah, there's some people that are fully vaccinated that are getting it, but I mean they're not. It's not as bad. No, it's like one percent. So they said that if you're fully vaccinated, the chances of you dying from the virus there's still a chance. It's not a hundred percent. Nobody said it was a hundred percent. Nothing's a hundred percent. Yeah. The, the results came back at ninety-five percent or something like that, right? Which is Affected. still really good. Yeah. So that means I've every hundred fully vaccinated people 95 are going to be okay so they said the chances of you dying being fully vaccinated are one in a million one yeah. in a million you can win the lottery no i think less than the lottery is one in 13 million 13 million one in 13 that's what i heard depends on the lottery but uh <laughs> some tw- some young 29 year old won it yeah I heard 35 about that. 35 million like what do you do with 35 million dollars at 29 years old yeah fuck i can do a lot of things with 35 million they say a lot of lottery winners go broke right after. Yeah, because they don't know what to do with it. They just splurge on everything. Yeah. I can spend a million dollars in a matter of th- an hour if I had the chance. Mm, in One an hour. hour? Yeah. What would you buy? 
cars. That's a lot of cars, though. No, you buy two $500,000 valued cars. Did you hear Vin Diesel just bought a $20 million car? What did he buy? Uh, he bought the first McLaren, I think. He bought the first something. I think it was a McLaren. It's like a 20-year-old McLaren with like 8,000 kilometers only. Holy shit. But it's like the first one. Speaking of Vin Diesel, F9, have you seen it? No. I stopped at F7. I stopped at F4. Forget everything. No, I, after that airport scene where the plane's taking off the runway and it literally takes 45 minutes of the of the movie. Yeah. Like, okay, this that is getting a, very long a little time. ridiculous. It's just repetitive over and over again. But that being said, now that everything's open, how's the wedding season? Yeah, everyone is trying to get their wedding in. Yeah. I would too. I mean, you have this one little you know time frame where you can get it. a little window. Yeah, well, you don't know what's going to happen in like yeah. September, October, right? Like right now, we know the cases are going up with kids yeah, because they're not vaccinated, even though they're saying that, you know, it's it's rare for kids to die, but they are dying because even though it's rare for a kid to die from COVID, once you scale that number, yeah, then, then you start seeing incidences that, you know, kids are dying. And I think there was like one 13-year-old in Brampton that died um, recently, but... But yeah, so now we're, and school's not even open and we're seeing no. kids get it. So wait until school's open. <sighs> so who knows what happens, you it's, know? It's not going to go anywhere anytime soon, that's for sure. So I think they're going to do vaccine passports for everything. So Which I don't mind. I don't care, honestly. I really don't care, man. I mean, you, you know, when, when we came to Canada, you needed a tetanus shot. Exactly. You needed so many shots. So this is just one more. What's one more? Get your shots. Like, seriously. If you want to, well, I can't really say if you want to be free. Well, yeah, it is technically. If you want to be, if you have enough more freedom, the vaccine's it, right? I haven't heard anyone of dying of the vaccine. No, no. You know, like directly caused by the vaccine. Yeah. It's going to be hard to prove. I mean, people have taken the vaccine and died, but I mean, people are dying, you know, that haven't taken the vaccine too. We can't exactly. say the vaccine caused their death. It's just coincidence that they took the vaccine and you know, whatever, a car hit him or something. And taking the vaccine does not mean a spoon is going to get stuck to your arm. Have you seen those videos? Yeah, we talked like, about that the last one. We ones. did, didn't we? Yeah. Like, fuck. They like, call some random stupid stuff. Like, it's like, <laughs> who comes up with this stuff? It's, this is what happens when you put people in a lockdown and they have nothing better to B-cars, do. B-cars, man. Yeah. B-cars not taking <laughs> Barakat. <laughs> vaccine. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad the Blue Jays are back in town. Yeah, the Blue Jays are back. Tickets are really cheap, too. I'm going next Monday. Are you? Yeah. I can't go next Monday. Yeah. I'm thinking of going in September. I want them to... Th- who are they playing? Uh, the game I'm going to, I think it's Detroit. No, I, I want to see Red Sox. Yeah. I just got whatever. Because for me, it was like a date thing. It's yeah. Like I couldn't pick and choose on the dates. But uh, yeah, I'm going with my family, actually. And you need a vaccine card? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we're all vaccinated yeah. anyways, but I don't think you need it. And it was so cheap. It was like 40 bucks. Yeah, they're re- even up close ones are really Those cheap. Those are the ones too. we got up close, 40 bucks. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I thought it's going to be more expensive because I'm like, okay, so there's limited seating. <clears throat> so you probably have to raise the price because you can't sell as many tickets. But it was so cheap. I was like, they're very right cheap. Yeah. It's not bad. And they're hanging in there too. So who knows what's going to happen? How was your vacation uh, down to LA? You went to you went to Calgary and then you went to LA. No, so I had an event in Edmonton. That was great, by the way. Outdoor. Yeah, it was outdoor. Yeah. And then, by the way, everything in Alberta is, is open. No, it's open. 
There's no masks indoors. So they don't have no dancing restrictions like they have no. here? You don't even need to wear a mask inside. Like I, I was walking in and, in and out of the hotel with no masks. And no one said anything? No, but you don't have to wear a mask. Oh, it's not, man, it's not mandated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it is here. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like Canada's Florida. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a conservative uh, province. Because so apparently here, sorry, before you go on, here, if you're getting married or if you're having an event at a venue, there's no dan- there's no there's a no pa- dancing policy depending on the venue. Yeah, I know. I know that from my la- Saturday's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's awkward. Imagine going to a wedding and just sitting there. And well, just- I mean, well, I mean, imagine meeting the client. The client was mad because it's like they kind of found out about it on the day of. Yeah, like a couple of days before. And then they, they're like, what are we going to do? We're so mad, blah, blah, blah. Like, they literally got me because of the dance music, right? Yeah. They didn't hire me for the dinner music. Exactly. So, um, so we're like, well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. We get to the wedding. I see, I see uh, tables on the dance floor. I'm like, okay, these guys oh are really, my God. really trying to you know, stick it to the client. So, so the whole time like, I'm, I go to my MC, I'm like, listen, man, people are coming up to me. They're like, when does dancing start? Like, we need to do something. Like, yeah. Even though the hall is saying absolutely no, no dancing, dancing allowed. And I don't blame them because it's because it's they're, they're going to have their whole business shut down if an inspector walks in. Exactly. And sees dancing. Like, what the hell's going on? And boom, their whole business goes. Or, you know, COVID comes out of this party and then they end up on city on, news or whatever yeah, it is exactly. and nobody wants to book here anymore right so like you understand it from their perspective too but at the same time the clients you know they're having a wedding anyway so calgary you know so i go to my mc i'm like yo we have to do something yeah so the, while where we were sitting like if we're sitting right here this side of me the right side of me yeah there's a like a smoking deck and i, I go to uh sean the mc i'm like listen if we if i just take one speaker and i put it outside yeah if there's no problem with the sound restriction, they can dance outside. 100%. I mean, like, there's no, is there a law against dancing outside? Um, so he's like, okay, I'll ask. So we got that, we got the go ahead. So put a speaker outside, people were dancing. Outside? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. I mean, it was better than nothing. The wedding did go till 1 a.m., which was surprising, right? Wow. For, for a wedding that was supposed to end at 10 because of no dancing, I pushed it all the way till 1. This is why people hire the best. Yeah, we figured out something because I, I knew a few people at that wedding that I DJed their uh, yeah. their wedding before. So I'm like, it's gonna be embarrassing, man. Like they know it's not my fault, right? No, I know. But at the same time, I mean, people are coming there they're like, oh, you know, but like it's gonna be a good night, blah blah. blah. And by the way, you know the music genre for the wedding? What? 90s R&B, hip hop, and reggaeton. Oh, <laughs> our specialty. It is our specialty. Stuff I, stuff I first started DJing before I got into Persian music. So it's like I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. But um, back to Edmonton. Yeah, so Edmonton, everything's open. It was a great, great event. Uh, then we went to San Francisco. I mean, (laughs) 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 if you're going to San Francisco, don't go. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going, change your flight and go back. Nothing against San Francisco. No. But, but it's boring. Jesus Christ, there's a lot of junkies there. Oh, mm. my God. Like, everywhere. Uh, like, it's scary. Like, I mean, every corner, there's a junkie. No, everywhere. Oh, everywhere. It's not limited to corners. It's everywhere. Like, you walk up down the street and bam. Yeah, everything. Everywhere. It's, there's just tents. It's just tents everywhere. It's just like... Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, it's on the road. It's just like... It's not a corner. It's like like... 
so the same guy I went with, right? He his, his flight was different. So he gets there like at twelve in the morning, takes a bus to the hotel for some reason, right? And he's like, people got onto the bus. First of all, it was only junkies on the bus, right? And they started shooting up like uh, heroin in the bus on the bus. And then the guy goes to him. He's like, nice bag you got there. And the guy, he's like, I was scared shitless. And this is, uh, this is a guy that doesn't get scared. He doesn't take a vaccine. He's not scared of anything. Um, hey, man, it's a nice bag, man. Yeah, exactly. Like everywhere. Everywhere. So, so, I mean, the people of San Francisco, the ones I got to meet, and, you know, so I have some clients there too. They're, they're fantastic. So nothing against the people. But the city is very dirty. Very dirty. There's just junk everywhere. It's just garbage everywhere. Fuck, it doesn't seem that way on TV. No, I know. No, I mean, that thing you have in your head of, like, San Francisco. I mean, we, we went to the full house. Build, uh, house. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was it clean around that area? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it was that, that area. It was, was okay. Um, so that, that was okay. And there's a sign on that house Yeah. that so many people come and go to, just to see that house, that there's a sign saying, this is private property, be respectful. Like, you know, be respectful. Right. Well, there's some old lady yelling at, outside the window at us for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in the full house? No, it was a crosser. Oh, a so crosser. we were taking photos. Right. There's, it's, not, it's not just us. There was just like random people coming up there and taking exactly, photos and stuff. Pictures. And then my friend, the same guy, started playing the full house theme song on his phone out loud for everyone. <laughs> so imagine how many people do that, right? <laughs> there's some old cranky... Lady opens it and was like, shut that off. <laughs> Imagine how often she hears that. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, yo, one of the junkies are mad. Turn it off. <laughs> so that was a story in, it, in itself. Oh, my God. That's funny. So no San Francisco except just for the, the Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Bridge, Bridge. was pretty cool. The, everything is so expensive. Oh, my God. Really? Oh, my God. Every, like, it's so expensive. First of all, parking is $60 American. Anywhere. Just... Just anywhere at a parking lot. Yeah, regularly. the cheapest you'll find is sixty bucks. I, there was like sixty-five, seventy. Sixty-five dollars. Like if we go downtown, we park in one of those green P. We pay like twenty bucks max. Yeah, no, no, sixty bucks American. S- Jesus Christ! Now you see why he took a bus because we, we didn't rent a car. But I yeah, think it's the, first of all, rental cars are expensive there too. So, so we're but like, rental cars are expensive here too, though. Yeah, but there it's American expensive. So it was like one hundred twenty-five American a day. Plus sixty dollars for parking, so you're spending two hundred dollars American a day, and you're not even driving that much because we're downtown. No, exactly. So we didn't. So we just Ubered everywhere. But um, yeah. So everything's expensive. The whole city is very dirty. We got out as soon as we could. <laughs> we went to Silicon Valley. Or well, we tried to go to Silicon Valley. Went to the Apple Building. They didn't let us in. We're like, we just want to take photos. Like, no. The big glass square one. Yeah. Uh, we went to the Facebook headquarters. They didn't let us in. So we're like. Uh, I got to turn that off. They don't know this thing's going on. Um, so we're like, okay, they're not gonna let us in, you know. <laughs> we're like, we're so touristy. We're like, oh my god, it's Facebook. Oh my god, it's <laughs> <laughs> call Mark Zuckerberg. Tell him a friend of his. Yeah, that's not bad. So we took the road trip down to uh, down to um, Los Angeles. <coughs> How was that? On our way down, we hear that Sharon Koshani passed away. Yeah, so peace, rest in peace, Shadow. Shadow K. I grew up. I think that was one of the first concerts I ever went to. I think that was one of the first concerts Shadow I went K to in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So, so we started listening to his music on the way down. The drive is really nice. I the, can imagine. Like, the drive is really nice, um, and it was like, it's like Mexico heat. It's like it's oh. like Dominican heat. It's like 
humid and hot and sunny. Just hits your face like a sauna. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'd get out and I'd be tanned because it's just, like, so hot. So, that was good, too. Um, then we got to, yeah, we got to Los Angeles. The event there was pretty cool. The I saw there. that, man. Klein's backyard looked pretty sick. Yeah. And he had a mermaid, too. Yeah, was yeah, it a mermaid? Yeah. yeah, it was a mermaid. Yeah, he had a performer. He had palm trees in his backyard. I'm like, must be nice waking up to Fucking palm trees a. in your backyard. Pool, you know, like. And it was just a birthday. It was like yeah. a 40th birthday, but he went all out. He went all out. He, Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. So that was cool. Party was great. Um, and then where did we go? But I heard Chicago was one of the best places you've been to. Yeah, the Chicago trip was the best. I ended up in Chicago for a day after that, and... It's so lively. Yeah. Chicago is so lively. It's like, first of all, I got there at the time that they had a music festival. Right. Lollapalooza or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So had all these big names uh, coming in and there was like 100,000 like, people at this festival. Fuck. Yeah. So the whole city was packed. No masks. Well, I didn't go, so I don't know. Oh, okay. But I don't, I don't think people go into a no. music festival or worry about masks. I mean, the stuff they're putting in their bodies. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, so, so many restaurants. Holy crap, Chicago has a lot of restaurants. Like, people like to eat there. Yeah. It's just restaurants everywhere, and they're all good. Like, like food is a big part of Chicago, I think. Food is a big part of the States in general, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's Chicago takes it to another level. Yeah, exactly. They're known for, like, their pizza. Deep dish. Yeah, which wasn't that great. Uh, no? Oh, my God, so oily. So oily. Well, yeah, I'm that's like, what deep dish is, though. Yeah, that's I'm like, I can't believe I'm eating this. Slap that oil on there and just Yeah, and cheese on top of oh, everything. It's I like, love pizza, man. <laughs> Especially deep dish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Original mm. deep dish was... And then, oh, by the way, they have free PCR and free rapid tests everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. So everywhere you go, there's a there's a clinic. Right. So you walk in. They give you the swabs themselves. Right. You do the test. You put it into a, a little bag. You give it to them. And in 10 minutes, they give you the results. So you get your results in 10 minutes of rapid and PCR. Fucking And everything's free. And I'm not even an American. I'm just like, you just walk in and you just do a free test. And I'm like, yo, we charge so much here. We charge like $200 for a PCR test and you get the results in three days. How, like, so clearly it could be done for free. Well, of course it can. Clearly it's it could be done Canada's in 10 minutes. It's deciding to capitalize on it, man. Yeah. So, so that was good. I mean, because you have to do a test before you come back, right? So I had to do three tests. I did those two right. to, to, to fly back and then you do a test in the airport once you land. So three tests, obviously, all of them negative. But it was just so nice to see that, you know, like, just walk in, do a test, walk out, and that's it. Boom. But it's not like that everywhere else in the world, only in the States where you can just walk in anywhere and do it. Well, I don't even know if it's like that everywhere else in the States. It's I don't think it was like that in Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles people don't care anyways, man. People don't I, what? They don't care. About the virus? Yeah. I think they're like Florida. But I'm talking about like for travel. Yeah, for travel. But yeah. I'm saying is, let's say if I go to Dominican. I have to do a, a test in Dominican, and then I have to do a test when I come back here. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going to have it in 10 minutes in Dominican. No, no. I Well, I did the test in Dominican in January when I went. Right. And I didn't even get the results. So and I, I got paid. And I paid for me and my mother. But you still were able to come back to Canada. Well, I had to do it again. Here so in I, Canada, though? No, in Dominican again. So I did it the first time. First of all, we went in because th- this was just when they came out with the mandate that anybody right. flying back has to has to. So everyone started rushing these clinics. Right. So we paid two hundred dollars a person. So that's four hundred dollars American. Went in line at like eight in the morning. Didn't get done until like two p.m. Holy the shit! The lineups were huge. And then after all that, we they didn't even give us our tests. They just didn't. 
Like, they I, just took your money. Yeah, I guess. Like, That's basically whatever. what happened. Yeah. So, so we had to do it again. So we extended our trip. Yeah, we, I remember that. It was funny because like, um, w- like I told my mother, I'm like, I hope they don't give it because I don't <laughs> want to go back right now. I'm like, I want to stay. So even if they give it, I probably, I'm probably going to stay anyways. Yeah. So they didn't give it, which was like, okay, why are you not giving it? But then I'm like, okay, now we stay. Okay. No, well, it has its ups. It has its ups and downs. But imagine coming back here and then have to do the test again here. But that doesn't make any sense because, <clears throat> excuse me, they're telling us to get vaccinated. But then when you come back, you still have to get tested. So yeah, how does that work, though? Because you can still spread the yeah, virus. Yeah, you can still spread the virus, you still right? get the virus, too. But you, so what the vaccine does is it prevents severe disease. So no one ever, well, none of the scientists or none of the pharmaceutical companies that make the make the vaccine said that you're not going to get the virus. Right. They're saying that you're going to be, you're not going to get, uh, end up in ICU, which is what you want, right? Yeah. I mean, if you get COVID and you get a runny nose, who cares? Exactly. It's a runny nose. That's why when I see these COVID cases, there's like 500 or 500 COVID cases today. Okay, but how many of them are runny noses? Yeah, how many of them, their asses you know? are leaking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, what they should say, the first number should be how many are in ICU. Yeah. How many are in are hospitalized? So it should be ICU, hospitalized. Ventilization. Yeah, and then cases. Because those exactly. are the numbers that matter. Like, deaths, ICUs, hospitalizations, yeah. and then cases. Because who cares about cases if it's, if it's a runny nose? Exactly. Right? And then after all that, it should be like, how many of those are unvaccinated? Which a lot of them are unvaccinated. 99% of them are. Eh. I had a good, uh, last weekend I had two weddings. On the 27th I had one. Beautiful, beautiful setting in the backyard. Amazing wedding. The tent was good. The music was bumping. And they were allowed to dance. And they fit 150 people in their They were allowed. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's a private property. It's a private property and... It was a tent, and their neighbors were super cool. And then on the sat- Sunday, I had a Serbian wedding at uh, Hazleton Manor, and dancing was allowed there too. Yeah, I think some venues are like, they're allowing it, I guess. I mean, the rules are for, for everyone. Yeah. It's not like they, they say that this venue can do it and this venue can't. Some are more strict. I, I have a wedding in Montreal. I was telling you earlier. Yeah. Like, the client's tripping out right now. She's like, we're bringing yeah, I would be too. Yeah. She's like, they're not letting us dance. There's a rooftop. They're not, even not letting us go up the stairs on an outdoor rooftop to, to dance. Because they have to pay for it or they just don't No, because the them. sound is going to carry you to like the, different, oh, the, the other rooms or something. It's a hotel, or... yeah. <clears throat> so she's like, so that I told her, I'm like, listen, you're bringing me all the way down from Toronto. Like I'm charging you a hefty travel fee. Yeah. Gas prices are so expensive. Exactly. Rental cars are expensive. And like, you're going to pay all that for me to come play dinner music? Like, you can just... What happened? His battery died, ladies and gentlemen. And he told me, do you have batteries? I said, yeah, I got batteries. Brand new batteries. He's got rechargeables right now. So we're going to wait until he's finished loading his batteries. Ladies and... Oh, Oh, this is what felt good. When I actually had the sound system running and I did a mic check. Mic check. There we go. There you go. And I did the mic check after 18 months when I heard my own voice over speakers. I was like, fuck, I missed this, man. Like, I missed it so much. It's not even funny. Well, my first event back, I think, uh, was the Edmonton gig. I'm pretty sure it was the Edmonton gig. Yeah. And then I'm like, 
what does this button do? <laughs> what does this button do? <laughs> I forgot everything. <laughs> I'm like, I hope I don't screw up. No, so but you did pretty good. I saw a couple of videos, man. Good for you. But I'm just saying, it, it, it was so overwhelming at one point. Like, I'm like, when I got into the mic, I'm like, ladies and gentlemen. And when I did that sound test, I'm like, fuck, I missed this yeah, so much, yeah, man. And yeah. then I realized why we do what we do. Like, it, it's, it's a good feeling, man. It's a good feeling. Like, for example, I had a guy call me. He goes, hello, how are you? I'm like, good, thank you. He goes, we want to have a wedding. I'm like, okay, you want to have a wedding? That's great. Venue date. He goes, it's only 50 people, and it's going to be at a backyard. I'm like, okay. He goes, what's your price? So I give him my price. And all I heard for the first 10 seconds was, and I thought he hung up the phone. I'm like, hello? <laughs> he goes, yes, but we're only 50 people. I go, I understand that. But you have to understand that you're not paying for 50 people. You're oh, paying. I could go on a whole rant right now. Don't. Like, what the? F like, he goes, but that price is so much. I'm like, no, it's not. He goes, why don't you think it's not? I go, you're actually going to sit there and question me? Okay, fine. You know what? I'll give you the first answer. Yeah, I've worked. I have a daytime career. I don't have to explain myself to anyone. But I go, but a lot of DJs out there in the industry haven't worked in 18 months. Yeah. I go, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, it's 50 people. But at the end of the day, you're getting 23 years of service coming to DJ your event. You know what like I mean? You're going to ignite. Like, I don't like ranting. Rant. But you're going you're gonna to ignite this. Okay, first of all, just so everyone knows, teaching for 50 people is a lot harder than teaching for 500 people. 100%. Okay? It's very hard. Of course it is. Because you're, the, the less people that you DJ with, DJ for, is, it's a lot harder because you're catering to that one person's specific taste. Exactly. And every song matters. If you have a dance for 500 people, people are going to dance, right? Like If they don't like this song... They'll like the next song. Yeah, they're going to wait for the next song because everyone's on the dance floor. But it's not like that when you have 10 people on the dance floor. Yeah. They don't like the song. They're going to go get a beer. And, and that means every song has to be banging out. So that means you're, you're just using so many brain cells exactly. to pick out songs. So that aspect of, of DJing people, I think, don't understand. So when you say that there's only 30 people, there's only 10 of us, 20 of us, I, I try to pass on the gig because I yeah. know how, how much like, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, but not only that because usually the budget's smaller too. Um, but when you say it's, it's like you're... It's like buying a T. It's like going to Best Buy and telling the person, you know, you want to buy a TV. It's like, but there's only two of us that are gonna watch it. Like, okay, but can we did this? Yeah, it's like who cares? The TV is the TV. I mean, the TV is providing the service whether uh, the, or, or one person's watching it or no one. Or, or ten people are watching yeah. it, right? So it's like it's the same service. So I just don't understand why you know less number of people means like you should come out for like a fraction of the price. It doesn't mean shit. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, back to what you said. Yeah. DJs have not had a job. Now, clearly, you know, we're, you know, we've had a, we've had a day job that, you know, yeah. has kept us afloat. Um, but some other DJs haven't had that, no. whether it's Persian or Canadian or American, whatever it is. So, you know, they've been uh, relying on government uh, subsidies or, or exactly. government programs to keep them afloat. And, and that's not enough. Like, like, you can't pay off your car and mortgage and phone and internet and, and food and this and that with, you know, whatever they're giving out. Exactly. So, so they're struggling to get by. They're probably racking up on credit card debt. And, and what happened to this whole support local, support local? 
It's like everybody raises their price. Food prices are more expensive. Gas is like a dollar forty-five now. What the fuck? Car prices are super expensive. Housing prices have jumped like forty percent. Everything's more expensive. Yeah. But as soon as it gets to the DJ, give me a discount because after, one of the after eighteen people. months of you should be paying more. You know, you should be like like you know that whole support local movement. What exactly. Happened? Did it stop once it once DJ started working? Like what happened to that? They don't get it. They honestly don't get it. And and a lot of DJs out there, like you said. This is their bread and butter. So when I told him my price and he started, I'm like, listen, he goes, oh, you're the first one I called. I go, then you better go call other people as well because that's my price and that's what I'm sticking to. And like you, I usually try to pass them on as well because it is a lot of attention. It's, it's exactly what he says. It's, it's if you're DJing for 50 people, those 50 eyes, well, that's not 50 eyes, but you guys know why. <laughs> So it's a well, it's, a, it's fifty pairs of eyes, but fifty pairs of eyes. That's not all of them are not dancing. So you're only dealing with, let's say, like on a good crowd, like two thirds of them, right? So that's yeah, like but 30. even the ones that are not dancing, they're still listening. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. they know exactly what they're listening to and they're enjoying. And if they don't dance, they don't dance. But it is much harder. So if you call a DJ for a service and you tell them, hey, I only got thirty people. So I'll let you in on a secret. I usually don't give discounts. And, no. You know, everybody prices themselves for whatever, you know, they think they're worth. Now, some people just, you know, they just either don't want to pay that price or can't afford it, whatever it is. Right. I'm not I'm not one of those people that's, oh, no, this is my price, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But if you come at me with that line, it's yeah. only 50 people or I've had <laughs> I've had people <laughs> tell me, fake Eddie Juan and so like if you if you be rude about it or whatever it is, yeah, then you know you, like it is what it is, you know. Good luck finding someone. <laughs> but I've had I've had people tell me like, listen, we've been following you for years. We listen to all your mixes. Yeah. Um, you know we love your work. We, we're big fans. But we're students. We're we're trying to get through this. We're trying to do this, and we really want you. Yeah. We know you're worth every penny, but we can't afford it. Is there anything exactly. you can do for us? Right away, I'm like, whatever your budget is, let's work together. Exactly. Because f- at that point, the price doesn't matter for me. It doesn't. Because w- when, when I hear that they've been following me, they're you know fans, and they really want me, price goes out the window. It's like, now yeah. I want to be there. You exactly. Know what I mean? <laughs> when you say, uh, <laughs> it's like, okay, so why are you even calling me in the first place? Our friend, <laughs> the same one that you traveled okay. with, this was years ago. He calls me, he goes, Frankie, I'm, doing, I'm, DJing, I, I'm throwing a party, and I want you to DJ. And I give him a price on his price. And then even when I give him the price, he's like, bro, do you think you're fucking Tiesto? <laughs> like, Tiesto yeah, so he, he's, no, I, I travel with him. I know he's very cheap. Very, very cheap. He's a great guy. Great he's guy. He's a fantastic guy. But he's uh, very fugal <laughs> when it comes to spending. <laughs> to, to the penny. Do you think you're Tiesto? I'm like, Tiesto wouldn't even charge you that much, bro. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. So some people, I mean, diff- pe- people have different personalities. Um, so what I do now, it's like I you obviously you yeah you know we're all on the same team. We have DJs we work with, and I just explain to them, listen, listen, DJs have different experiences. Exactly, they have different music libraries. So uh, when you're, it's you're not comparing an apple with an apple. You're Definitely, comparing, you know. So if this doesn't fit your budget, I do have DJs I work with, and then you know I'll send them to you. You send them to me. I send exactly. them to somebody else with different. I'm like this and. This DJ charges this much. He has like three years experience, five years experience. So, you know, his price is going to be cheaper. If that works for you, then that works for you. Exactly. And, you know, the client gets happy because now they found someone in their budget and the other DJ gets a gig. So, I mean. And that's what we do. I'm just saying don't be rude about it. Exactly. And don't come up with this excuse that it's only 40, 50 people. Because that usually makes me raise my price because it's like I'd rather DJ for 300 people where, you know, 
a the job is easier and b it's more you know you're it's more people for your name to get out exactly instead of the 50 people <laughs> but you dj at a wedding 150 people i can't believe it it was so much fun all my events ex- except for the edmonton one because there's no restrictions that was sold out but i mean all my events because they're like private parties it's yeah. like except for the event we just did right now but um the weddings are like 40 people 50 it was people. so much fun it was so much fun and everyone was dancing shout out to nadia and afshin it was such a fun wedding man it was so much fun it's unbelievable yeah we had hiccups but those hiccups got taken care of but then this is why you have to choose the right dj like i know you and i when we see something go wrong somewhere we do our very best just like right now my mic went out i'm like do the mc part carry yeah. on until i fix it we 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 take it in our own hands to make that wedding work right we're not just like we're not there just to play music and entertain like if something's happening that you need that we know we can help we'll definitely help right that's what we do it's five three six five oh yeah that speaker issue you told me about <laughs> oh yeah speaker in the rain you want to give a rant about that or is that too many rants <sighs> You know, you know what? I am going to give a fucking rant about it because I think it deserves a rant. No mention of names. Though. I'm not. Of course not. Yeah. If you're going to hire a musician, <laughs> we're not going to specify the type of instrument that this musician plays. And if he charges you an arm and a leg for two hours of playing time and he says everything else is extra, drop it. This is what happened. So at this wedding, a musician came. Well, he didn't come. He talked to the bride and groom, and he said, I'm charging you this much, and I need uh, a separate monitor. I need a mixer, and and it has to be at my disposal at any time I need it because you're going to put me on two different sides of the wedding. So I felt bad for the bride and groom. One, I, I, I felt bad because they're spending so much, and two, because I cared for them at that point. I said, you know what? Don't worry about your musician. Let him say what he wants. I will bring his monitor and I will bring his mixer. Long story short, I set it up for him. I tore it down for him. And at the end of the night, motherfucker has the audacity to leave my speaker out in the rain. It's okay. No problem. I didn't realize it until after the wedding was done. And so I was like, oh, my God, it's raining. In my mind, I'm like, oh, my God, my fucking speaker. <laughs> I didn't make anything of it. The next day, I decided to contact this musician and say, hey, thank you for letting someone else bring the mixer back inside from the rain, but you forgot to bring the speaker. Doesn't this fucker say it's not my job to bring in your speaker? I'm sorry, but if you're a musician and then you're in the industry, if someone gives you something without charging you for it or even setting it up for you, Common courtesy is, hey, it's going to rain. Let me just take down the speaker for him and take it inside. Don't even take it inside. Put it somewhere where it's shady. I didn't charge him for the speaker. I didn't give a fuck. I just told him that at the end of the day, I'm going to make sure no one hires your fucking stank ass to do any other event. And I called you the next day. I'm like, listen, get this motherfucker out the fucking website because I don't want him on the website. It is what it is. If you're a musician and you're in the industry, whether it's music or whether you're playing the ukulele, I don't care. You're part of the industry. I'm going to take care of you the same way you're going to take care of someone else. If someone decides to say, hey, fuck that. It's not my responsibility. Fuck you. There's my fucking rant. I lit up a spark for that one. Musicians, 
take care of your DJs because your DJs take care of you. At one point, they can just turn off their fucking volume and you have nothing. At least he didn't say, Seriously, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with, with musicians. They're good, man. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe something was going through his head. Maybe, you know, maybe he was having a bad day or something. No, he wasn't having a bad day. He's a fucking princess. And he knows exactly who the fuck he is, too. <laughs> He's a princess. Thank God for this podcast. We can swear. I know. I haven't sworn like this in a long fucking time. So it's bound to fucking come out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, I mean we're, we're still I mean, we're still happy that we got events, though. How was your event on Friday, though? Oh, it was really good. I heard it so was really good. So the thing you were saying about hiccups... So obviously, I had some experience from events because because uh, I went out, you know, to places that allow events. But some of those DJs, uh, it was their first event back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> long and it was time. Hiccups. I mean, there were minor hiccups. I mean, like the bass would go out for like two seconds, and I'd have to tell tell them like, listen, you, you have the, f- yeah. the filter, you know, but you try you filter the song out, make sure you filter back in. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, minor stuff, not nothing, nothing too. But yeah, no, it was a really good event. We had what like three hundred guests, so it's not, you know, the capacity there is like nine hundred. Yeah, so, but due to COVID. Yeah, so we had to d- restrict uh, the capacity, and the patio was open too, so a lot of people were going in and out nice. of the patio. And it's funny, so there's there's guidelines of how you supposed how you're supposed to throw an event, right? Right. Everyone's going to be situated at the same area with a table. We, t- we had to take RSVPs for contact tracing. So all that was done. But by the end of it, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much 2019 all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, I hope everyone's vaccinated. I was I don't, like, I don't care. I was vaccinated. So um, it was a good night, man. Everyone had a good time. Like, ev- like everybody I talked to like they just came up to me and they're like thank you exactly that's all they said they just came up to me and they're like thank you for doing this because like you know heading into the event we didn't know what we're gonna face exactly like, are we gonna face backlash i'm like i'm ready for the backlash because the whole world's open and we're not open and yeah you know somebody has the nerve to say why are you guys open i'm like listen you know stay in a room and don't come out but exactly don't tell people what to do especially when, when you're looking on tv and everything is full like nba games full hockey yeah. games full everything's full um so it's our turn now but anyways, so I didn't know what we're gonna face. We're like, thank God we didn't face any backlash. I know everyone's on board, but we didn't know if it, it, we're like, yo, listen, there's two things. It's, it's either gonna be jam packed because exactly. people are just, you know, feeling to come out, or people are scared to come out. Exactly. And, and we're gonna have a hard time uh, selling. So it kind of fell right in between. Right. It wasn't jam packed, but it wasn't empty either. I, I mean, we, it was people a, had a good time. Yeah, like so I was on that lineup and then I got called into a gig, but I remember seeing on the chat, guys, do not crowd the DJ booth because I know a lot of the people that we DJ with, they like to stand there behind the booth while the other person's DJing. You just look at people. Yeah, so they moved the DJ booth from, from the club. So remember I was in that corner? Yeah. They moved it on the second floor. Nice. So now you're facing the dance floor. So now you're, you're, now you're actually on a platform, which is great. Which is, this, like They should have done this from, from right. the start. So that was good. So we were kind of isolated from the actual crowd. And I mean, there were there were people up there, but it, but it was just like just us. It was just like our crew, good like times, DJs and promoters and stuff. But yeah, no, it was good. Um, and then I posted the video. I posted a video the next day thanking everyone for coming. Yeah. Like, thank you, Toronto. 
and it was a nice video of like you know the crowd and Sahob and the the club it, itself uh, went through a lot of renovations. So they right. brought in CO twos, nice. they brought in like fire, they brought in all this stuff. It's so nice, and uh, that video I posted has got more views than any video I've ever posted. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I posted it in the morning. I'm like, okay, let's just gonna be a thank you. I'll get yeah. whatever views I get. Forty five people shared it, like like a story. Okay. Like that's a lot. Like that 40, is a lot. Because because it's not it's not a funny video. No. you know, for people to share. It's not a sexy video no. for everyone to share it's it. A club event that it's happened. It's just a regular event, but people were so amused, I guess, that everyone started sharing it. Exactly. So that that was pretty cool. So so we have another event September fifth at lobby. Yeah, so make sure you have a good lineup there too. We kept it simple because it's it's yeah. it's limited capacity. Like exactly, it, that place is even smaller than this place, so it's gonna be like two hundred people, maybe even less, um, depending on what they do with the restrictions. If they start lifting restrictions, then we can have more. Exactly. I mean, the place can hold like six hundred people, but you can't have that many, right? So, no. so we kept it simple. But yeah, that's good. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Episode eleven of our podcast. Uh, or video cast, video podcast, video podcast, I video podcast. I am Frankie J. Nima's not here. <laughs> Nima says hi. Nima says bye, and we will see you next time. <laughs>